Hi, my name is Rachel Perry. I am a 48 years old, grey-haired, curved model. I'm going to be your host for Out of the Bubble podcast. I started a new career aged 46 modelling, and over on social media I found so many amazing, inspiring women over 40 who are really embracing midlife and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way, helping to break down the stereotypical middle-aged barriers. So I thought it would be fun to share them with you. Welcome to this week's episode and I feel very lucky this week to have managed to get this week's guest to come and actually sit still for the next hour to talk with me as she is usually non-stop. So welcome Mandy Taylor who describes herself as a cancer-kicking Yorkshire lass. Mandy is the founder of Charity Angels and the Winging It Club, a well-known front of house face at the fabulous Beebe's restaurant in Heart of Leeds and a new member of the Yorkshire-based Topic UK magazine team and a phenomenal charity fundraiser not to mention a survivor of breast cancer twice. So that's quite some history already there, Monday, going on. It's a long list. So welcome. How do you describe yourself to people? Oh, my word's a whirlwind, and I think yeah. you've almost summed me up in that uh, <laughs> opening paragraph. I'm the girl that needs eight days in her week and 25 hours in a day. Um, I'm a girl that literally wakes up every morning and thinks, to herself let's do this don't know how I'm going to do it but just simply let's do this possibly the the desire to get those 25 hours out of the day um, really changed and and really came to the fore uh, when I was diagnosed with my breast cancer what year was the what was the year this your first diagnosis 2011 right so I was 40 something which is young 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 girl as such I call myself a girl and I'm now in my 50s yeah Um, um, I was with a chap, a gentleman who was now my husband, but at that time wasn't. Mm-hmm. And when I was diagnosed with breast cancer the first time around, I went home and said to him, look, I know we're engaged, but we've not set a wedding date, and maybe now's the time for you to have a second thought. Oh, and if you want it. to walk away yeah. um, and carry on your life, do so, because this is going to be a journey which could have some U-turns and mm-hmm. cul-de-sacs and just don't know where it's going to take me. So if that's what you want to do that's for you to decide mm. but fortunately that wasn't the case no. um, and we are now married yeah. and you have obviously it's a devastating illness just to, to, to get diagnosed and you, you really seem to me that you faced it head on and I did read somewhere that literally weeks after you one of your operations you, you ended up doing some amazing charity events so 150 mile bike ride that's right so okay so on journey one um, I had major, major surgery in the October mm. and was told I would need at least six months to rest, recuperate, go through the adjuvant therapies, which were then going to ensue post the surgery. Mm. And a friend took me out for dinner to a charity fundraising <laughs> night. It was my first night right. out. And I was um, still carrying drain bags to drain mm. excess fluid oh, from the ops uh, sites, which I had um, created some embroidered pretty bags. So glamour was important to Excellent. me. Excellent. Of course, yes. So I had yeah. to have my drain bags in glamorous bags. And over dinner, the girls were talking about doing a charity bike ride in the May of the following year. Mm. And I listened to what they had to say. And the last time I'd ridden a bike, I think I was age 13 and had a purple rally bike. Yeah. And they said, yes, we're going to go on this fundraising bike ride. We're going to do this. It was raising money for Yorkshire Air Ambulance. Mm. And I have a fear of missing out. Mm. I'm a FOMO. Have you always had that, or did this develop this with developed. the illness? 
fear. I had an absolute fear of missing out. So I just said, girls, you can't do it without me. Put me down. Mm. Now, one thing in life that I've learned in older life is qualifying situations and matters. And at that point, I wasn't qualifying the matter. Mm. I didn't know it was going to be 300 miles. Yeah. In just over three and a half days. Yeah. I mean, that is a credible for anybody to undertake, even if they are fit and, and healthy and not recovering from surgery. So to then go and do that, where do you get the mental strength to do something like that? I don't know, to be honest with you. I just dig deep. Mm. I absolutely dig deep. And, and I've always had this thought that, you know, tomorrow's never guaranteed to come. Yeah. So I've always had to live for today. Mm. And when I committed to the bike ride, I didn't even think I hadn't got a bike. <laughs> Minor detail. Minor detail completely. <laughs> and it was winter and training was going to be impossible at that point. Yeah. So for Christmas I asked for a bike. Mm. Uh, my husband bought me a bike, but he bought me a mountain bike. Mm. And I trained in January on a mountain bike, oh. which is 25% slower than yeah. a racing bike, yeah. which I actually needed. Yeah. But you know what? With the support of friends, a special friend, um, we trained, we started to gain some fitness, mm. and I started to fundraise because I decided to myself, if people started to sponsor me early in the January, mm. by the May, I'd have no option. Yes. The money was in the bank, I'd yeah. have to do it yeah. to make myself. And sure enough, we set off in the May, we were a group of girls, we formed a team alongside other people who right. were fundraising. This had all been uh, organised by Huddersfield Town Football Club. Mm. And off we went. I treated it as a holiday. Right. It's fun. So it was almost part of your therapy, do you think, of recovery? Yeah. Beyond that. Mm. The, it was more the mental recovery yeah. than the physical. I was in a huge amount of pain when we did the ride. It was absolutely insane. Mm. But I never let it show, ever. What about the medical recommendations to do things like that? Were your doctors and people supportive or were they just like, she's going to go do it anyway? So we will... To be fair, they didn't know. <laughs> OK. <laughs> they just didn't know. Probably just as well. They did, I didn't tell them... Um, I, I really have appreciated the NHS mm. and the associated charities that have loved and supported me. Yeah. And I have been at times a challenging patient. Mm. I agree. I put my hand up. Mm. But I've appreciated that everything I've done with risk has been my risk. Yeah. Totally my risk. I would never risk an operation or, or new surgeries. Mm. I'd always be careful then. Mm. But there on after, I took the decision to, to not naturally go down the NHS route and medical route and do more holistic mm. and mental well-being. Yeah. And to be fair, it paid me well at times. Yeah, yeah it did. And whether someone di agree or disagree, everyone's cancer journey is unique. Exactly. It's, it's all different, isn't it? Totally yeah. different, yeah. it is. And talking of risk-taking, you then went on to do a skydive, which I would imagine is you can't get much riskier. <laughs> and I've an insane fear of heights. I'm the same. I've done it. And I did it thinking it would cure me. And actually, it didn't cure no. me. But were you glad that you'd done it afterwards? Afterwards, yes. Um, the reason I did the skydive was I was part of a charity. Um, it was a, a huge charity which I was uh, in charge of. And I knew that skydiving was a great adrenaline rush for many fundraisers mm. and would raise substantial cash yeah. for the charity I wanted to raise for. That said, I'm a leader, not a follower. Mm. And I believe that if I want people to raise money for me, I have to be able to do it myself yeah. too. 
simple as that. Yeah. So I put my name forward. And there's quite a funny story to it because I was asked to be filmed right. by the skydive company. And I said, yes, of course. They said, what we will do is film every bit of the journey. Arrival, training, putting the boiler suit yeah. on, which wasn't glamorous no, at all. No, it's not. <laughs> Never mind, it's for your safety though. And we will also film you getting into the aeroplane because it was tandem. Yeah. So went through everything on the day with my team of fundraisers, safe in the knowledge we were raising a substantial amount of cash. Started to walk across to the aeroplane, smiling for the camera, wind in the hair, everything, getting yeah. all the shots right. We then got into this tiny plane. Tiny plane, <laughs> no doors yeah. or anything. It's not even a plane, is no. it? Let's say so. so I jumped in and just said, Oh, could I just put some lip gloss on, please? <laughs> Thinking I was then going to smile, get off, and go back. What I hadn't realised was we were on our that way. That was it. That was absolutely it. I've not had a chance not to say it. a prayer, have oh, a vodka. No. Anything. And that moment when the film crew said, goodbye, this is it, my heart absolutely stopped. And the fear and the panic. Mm. And that I'm not ready for this. Mm. Just that split second. But then what I said to myself was, well, you weren't ready for breast cancer. Yeah. You had no time to prepare for that. Yeah. It was sudden. Yeah. So just go with it. Yeah. Just embrace the moment. And that skydive, exhilarating, frightening, fulfilling. But the most important thing was I raised thousands of pounds for needy children. Mm. So I don't know how long it took me. 12 minutes? Yeah. 15,000 feet? Yeah. A bit of a sore bottom on landing because mm. I didn't listen to the instructions <laughs> properly. <laughs> so you skid. I just skid down. <laughs> Excellent. I just skid down. Um, but... Yeah, I'd do it again if I wasn't so scared. Yeah, I did it again, yeah. um, but I wouldn't do it for a third time. Really? I was more scared the second time because I knew you what was coming. coming. Yeah, and I thought I would be fine, and yeah. actually I wasn't. I was much more scared. Bless yeah. you. So I wouldn't recommend doing no. it again. <laughs> no, so I replaced skydiving with other challenges. I've done Tough Mudder, Pretty Muddy, Three Peaks Challenge. Everything's been physical for me for as long as I can and will. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got your life back on track. You were doing all these things. You, it seems so. And then you got the devastating news that it, you'd, you'd got it again and it had come back. How do you, after going through all that, how do you pick yourself back up again to face it again? Yeah, good question. Um, technically, the sign-off, as I used to call it, the sign-off period is five years. Right. And I'd hit the five-year mark. Yeah. So at five years, as, as you would, you think, great, I'm over this now, and let's back on and be carry on as usual. But to be fair, you're always very vigilant. You know your own body. Mm. You really do. Yeah. And people think I'm crazy for saying this, uh, but it's fact. I actually knew. Right. I had a sense. Mm. I had a sense I wasn't fully better. Mm. A niggling sense. Yeah. And I did articulate this to, to my husband, to my family, mm. to myself. Mm. So probably I was a lot more self-aware. Yeah. Um, and it came as no surprise to me at all that when I was in a swimming pool in Cyprus, uh, that I found a new tumour. And when I said to Andrew that evening in the hotel bedroom, it's back, I didn't cry. I wasn't really shocked, to be mm. fair with you. Yeah. Disappointed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because I just knew what the future was going to be like again. Yeah. I knew the language. Yeah. Yeah. 
and did know the language and rather than land back and delay going to see a doctor, mm. I called a doctor from Cyprus mm. and was straight into the system the yeah. day we landed. Yeah. So the, this time around, the suitcase wasn't unpacked, the washing wasn't in the machine. Yeah, it was straight onto it. Yes, yeah. let's deal with this yeah. now, let's deal with it. I think it's not myself that struggled, it's, it's those around you. Yeah, of course, because they feel helpless, I would imagine. Completely, mm. completely helpless, because they've used all their energy first time around, mm. saying, you've got this. Yeah. They've celebrated at year five and said, told you so. Yeah. And then to, and the timing was horrendous. So we landed back into the country and and started to deal with the matter. When we were part of Huddersfield Food and Drink Fest, my husband's a volunteer, mm. one of the committee who organised it. And I was on stage in front of 150,000 people wow. over a period of four days, knowing. That's so hard. Knowing that I have cancer with yeah. I'm trying to be upbeat, trying to stay positive, mm. trying to smile through it. It was exhausting. Because I've seen you when you're on stage at BB's because you are such a front of house person there and you're amazing at what you do and you just exude confidence and fill everybody with, with energy. So I can see you put a lot of yourself into that. So to, to go with then on stage in front of 150,000 people in four days, knowing that, I don't know how you did that. I don't, mm. to be fair. I don't, but the show must go on. Mm. Um, I love the track by Queen, the show goes on. Yeah. And the words within that. And it does, it has to go on. My life has been a stage at times, and mm. you just have to work, put the higher heels on, the brighter yeah. lipstick, uh, not let people down. Because, mm. to be fair, they don't really care, some people, mm. that you've got problems in yeah. your life. Yeah. They're living their moment. Yeah. So um, how it happens normally is I went through the music fest and probably the day after felt absolutely dreadful. Yes. And buried myself away for 24 yeah. hours. So I was going to ask you about that. So yeah. how, what does self-care look like for you? Because you are such a giving person. How much time do you actually stop and dedicate to yourself? So, OK, I need to take time out here and look after myself. Not enough. No. And that's, that's something that this year particularly I'm trying to uh, embrace. Yeah. Self-love and self-care. Mm. Uh, I think there's been a lot of self-love and self-hate. Yes. Yeah. At times. Yeah. Um, my perfect moment for me, me time, is just no makeup, no glamour, mm. hair back, yeah. well is on, good walk in the countryside, I live in a beautiful area, mm. and downtime. Yeah. No phone. And just be me. Mm. Be allowed to be me. Yeah. The real Mandy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because be fair growing up as a teenager and child very shy always the one that hung back at the uh, in the classroom never wanted to be at the forefront yeah. went through anorexia as a teenager lots of problems with food bulimia after that mm. so I've been a bit a bit of a mixed up character yeah. to be fair with yeah. you I think we all are I think everybody has yes that past, don't they? And it's when you get in your 50s, you suddenly go, OK, I've got to start facing some of these and look after myself a bit. Totally, mm. completely. And, and, you know, I'm 52 in September, so I've been a bit slow, I've been a bit delayed with this life-changing um, epiphany. But, no, I'm going to really change things now. Mm. I have to do. Yeah. I've no option. Mm. Time's ticking for all of us, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and I just want to be the best version of the real me. Mm every day now. No, oh, I love that. Yeah, I do. When did you start your Charity Angels charity then? 
amongst all of this? How did you, how did that come about? So, first time around, 2011, when I'm told I have serious breast cancer first time around, my history had been working in charities, mm. and I'd just come out of being a professional fundraiser. And I thought, crikey, I'm going to be holed up in hospitals and, and to not be able to work. What am I going to do with my time? How am I going to make a difference? Mm. And I, I don't know how it happened, literally. I woke up one morning and just came up with this concept of, let's do something good for charities, let's form Charity Angels. The reason Angels was I actually believed I was going to pass on. Right. I perceived I would end up in heaven very yeah. quickly. Yeah. So my vision was, Rachel, that I would inspire people, businesses and individuals, to give skill and goodwill to good causes, but mm. not money. Mm. Money's great, yeah. but it's soon spent. Yeah. So I said to people, what can you do? Can you bake cakes? Are you a good bookkeeper? Mm. What skill can you give to a cause? I will facilitate the relationship between your gift and the recipient's. Mm and then step away yeah. and leave you to do what you need to do. Yeah. So that started happening literally from Bradford Royal Infirmary. I was in there for three weeks. Right. I was so blessed to have some amazing friends who, especially a company called Rushworth Creative at the time, and they created a brand and a logo and a website, which was phenomenal, yeah. all for free. Yeah. They were super. Then when I was back on my feet, um, I decided I'd like to do an event that would raise the awareness of Charity Angels and do something a little bit different. So I organised a, a charity fashion show. Uh, it was to benefit the Forget Me Not Children's Hospice. Lovely. Which was my charity. Mm. I raised £2 million to build wow. a hospice in Huddersfield. Yeah. And what we did was we asked people to come to the event armed with an item of clothing. That's and a great idea. Indeed. And that item of clothing was then hung with a pre-loved label on yeah. ice. And everybody brought their garments, hung them, sat down in the audience, and then watched a fashion show which showcased, I think there was 15 scenes, no, 30, two halves, 30 scenes, and beat this, 82 models. Wow. That's, if you're going to do something big, you just do, do it, it, don't you? <laughs> we had a Down syndrome lady. Mm. We had a blind gentleman. Yeah. We had a lady in lingerie in her wheelchair. It's amazing. Anybody could model, mm. as long as they weren't a model. Yeah. I opened it up to everybody yeah. and anybody to give their skill and time yeah. and goodwill. Fabulous. All the clothes that they modelled were from the charity shops. Mm. And it was all about recycling, sustainability, yeah. you name it. I didn't set out to raise money from that event, but sponsors came on board who wanted to help. I think we raised about £15,000. If you totted up all the money that you've raised for all the different charities... I mean, it must be about three million. million. Three million. Wow, that's amazing. Three million in, in definitely three yeah. million in, in money. Yeah. It's but to me, it's the goodwill. Yes. It's the awareness. Yeah. And it's the feel good factor. And you are all about building communities as well, that's aren't right. you? Um, I mean, you love Yorkshire, and you're such a staunch kind of advocate for all things that are great about living in this county. Has that always, when you grew up, did you love living here? Did you have aspirations to move away? No, no, proud Yorkshire lass, parents, very working class, Huddersfield people. Mm. Um, we were treated as, as a family, um, sister and I, to one trip abroad every year. Mm. 
and that was it. We, yeah. Our roots are here. Mm. Dad used to always remind me that I was built of Yorkshire grit. Yeah. Always. Mm. And and that's how it's been. And yeah, our county is, is, is immense. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah, it is. No, it is. And there's, there is still this massive north-south divide. And I've noticed that more since I've been working in London more. So it has made me want to promote more about all the good things going on in Yorkshire because we do get left behind we do totally oh, there's so much to celebrate totally we, we, we have some great people some great places I mean my, my heroine was Joan Tomlinson yes yeah you know look at Jane and her journey with breast cancer at age 26 when yeah. she was first diagnosed and the millions of pounds that were raised there on after that so, so yeah I am incredibly proud and I have a little um, mini bag uh, with me in my handbag which goes everywhere right and it has a piece of grit in it which yeah. dad gave to me oh wow when I was 10 oh now, gosh Monday. yeah dad's no longer with us he yeah. died of pancreatic cancer recently but I'm proud of my Yorkshire grit yeah and I think we all should that's carry a fabulous thing around. yeah that's a fabulous thing to carry around with you because we are built of tuster yes we are yeah, we really there have is, to be. yeah. yeah. yeah we are so now mm-hmm. I think this is why you and Topic UK magazine is such a perfect fit because yes. they are well I'll let you explain what's, what that's about no it's a joy um, so my journey with Topic UK uh, magazine which is a B2B Yorkshire Mm. Wide magazine started a long time ago actually and it's quite quite bizarre twist of fate so I was asked to be a front cover for them right and and when the front cover came out and the story which was wonderful they did a a, which is over two page spread on me it was all about my services to charity CSR Mm. and all the goodwill I'd gifted to Yorkshire and but in that story it promoted that I was cancer free Mm. and celebrated my journey that magazine was published when I was laying on a beach in Cyprus oh gosh when I found the tuna yeah that was the day now how bizarre is that so I returned to the UK with probably 10,000 magazines across the region. <gasps> All saying, wow, fantastic. Look at this girl. Yeah. She's just, yeah. you know, look what she's done. I was, and our magazine is everywhere. Yeah. These Bradford airports, yeah. supermarkets, hotels. Yeah. So to come home, see me on the front cover. And then have to deal with what you were dealing with. Behind the scenes, yeah. it's like, oh, crikey, that's not the best of timing, is it? Mm. But equally, it did then work in my favour. Because I flipped a negative into a positive and said to people, yes, I am on the front cover, but this goes to show cancer can come back. Yes. So check your boobs, girls, yeah. be vigilant, yeah. like I was. Yeah. You know, and I will be on this front cover again, no doubt. Mm. Let's just turn this into positives. So, obviously, I liaised with the magazine at the time, updated them on my journey, kept in touch. I've always been an avid fan of the magazine. Mm. And circumstance, um, nearly 18 months ago, meant that I was in a position to take on some new work. Mm. And Jill Laidler, the group editor, came to Beavis for a uh, Aperol with me, mm. my favourite drink, and we were chatting about life, and she just happened to say, we are expanding, we're wanting somebody to come and join our team yeah. that gets Yorkshire, mm. that is a people's person, yeah. and well, understands, that's you. <laughs> yeah. understands business, um, and I looked at her and said, well, I wish you every good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Were you recommending other people yeah, for yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, because my first impression was she was looking for a salesperson mm. on commission, you know, selling advertising, selling quick hits. Mm. That's not me. Mm. I'm a people's person that's yeah. for life. 
Yeah. I have a, a, a little black book that goes back to 19-whatever, 88. Yeah. And so many people, it. since I've really thrown myself in the last six yeah. months into what's going on in Yorkshire, so many people that I've come across know you in oh, your name. You. Okay, you do know, your networking is... I don't realise that. Yeah. No, I don't realise that. I'm just loyal. I, I would hope yes. to think I'm loyal. Yeah. So I said, no, I don't think it's for me. don't want to be a salesperson. But then when we talked further and further, I suddenly realised... The magazine's not about selling. Mm. It's about helping small and large businesses yeah. alike and actually getting under the skin of their growth, development, success, being by their side in good times, but equally if they're struggling, going the extra mile to help them. Yeah. Uh, and the more we talked, the more excited I got about it. And then eventually I just said, yeah, let's mm. give it a go. I'd love to. Yeah. And I have absolutely no regrets whatsoever. I I travel across the Yorkshire region, Scarborough Hall, yeah. Todmorden, yeah. you name it. I'm there. We work with, with teeny tiny businesses and huge employers too. Yeah. Um, recently, some new partners that have come on board are the Yorkshire Sculpture Park. Oh, you see, which is such a beautiful venue. Isn't, isn't that it? fabulous? I saw, I did see the post that you put about, about linking it with them. I thought, I've got to go and do a shoot there because it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And that obviously complements our work with the Peace Hall yeah. over in Halifax. Which I've never been to yet, that's on my list go. yet. But then we work with, with charities, with the Community Foundation for Calderdale. Mm. And we're in light of the, the recent flooding in the Calderdale, yeah. the more we can do to help them, yeah. the, more, the better we can. So we do have a printed magazine, but we also have online digital presence. Yourself, you're a great mm. contributor. I'm really enjoying it because, it because it's forcing me to go out, not forcing me because I'm loving doing it, but it's encouraging me to go out and meet new people and find out what's going on in the area, in the fashion and the beauty industry. Yeah, really, it's really good fun. It's super. And we are for Yorkshire. Yeah. We are Yorkshire and we're mm. for Yorkshire. Yeah. And, and especially now in the current climate, we've had so much happen with Brexit and now the health yes. scares that's happening. We appreciate that times are going to be tough mm. for everybody. Yeah. And we will do anything we can mm. to help them. If we can, we will. Yeah. We're just waiting to be asked. Yeah. And, and again, I suppose that's been my mantra in life. Mm. If I can, I will. Mm. But equally, I'm, I, I, I'm proud of the fact if I can't, I do so now. Yeah. I don't mislead people. Yeah. Yeah, I did read somewhere you said something. If you say you're going to do something, that's it. That failure is not an option. You're just going to carry it. Absolutely. Without doubt. Mm. Without doubt. And I think we should all follow that if we can. I've met so many fools Mm. over my lifetime. Yeah. And I've suffered them. Yes. Yeah. But now I don't. But you think that is an age thing as well? Totally. Mm. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we... I don't know... Again, I always was a people pleaser. Mm. But then it didn't really please me. Yeah. And I was people pleasing sorry. Pleasing people who it was morals and probably I didn't really agree with. Yes. Yeah. So I, I can relate to that. Yeah, do you? Yeah. So I did now do mini interviews without the person realising right. to qualify if they are my fit. Mm. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Should. Yeah. Just a few questions soon helps. And analyse the situation, mm. make you think to yourself, right, okay, is this a journey I want to go on with this person? Yeah. And this was all inspired by a series of books. I don't know if you've read. Uh, I can't say it publicly, so we'll, we'll pronounce, we'll spell it out. Right. F star star K, no. Oh, no, I haven't, yes, I haven't read it yet. No. Is it worth reading? Right, okay, yeah. 
I've amazing. seen it on the bookshelf, but yeah, no, I need to read that. Read it. Yeah. It's, yeah, I'm not really into all these self-help and empowerment books particularly, but this particular one has made me stand back mm. and realise. How, I suspect I know the answer to this one already, but how well do you accept and take compliments about yourself? Because you, Yeah. Because I do think you underestimate how much impact you have on people. No. I, uh, I'm a typical woman, so especially at Bieber's, we have to... Well, no, we don't have to. I choose to. I choose... I am the business manager there. Yeah. But I also choose to go along when we have live entertainment yeah. or special occasions. And, and I choose to dress up and, and be glamorous. What people don't realise is 99 times out of 100, what I wear is charity shop clothes. Mm. It is. Yeah. But I want to look and feel, look good, feel good, and yeah. make other people think. Actually, it's it's okay to dress up. Yes. Yeah. Our society has become so casual. Yeah, it has. I love dressing up. Do I'm you? not very good at dressing down. If I'm honest, I yeah. find it hard. Yeah. So so I like to dress up, but people will come in and say things to me, and I will always. I'm trying to change this, but struggle. They'll say something. Uh, oh, you look pretty today. Oh, you've, you, your makeup's beautiful. And I'll bat it and go. Yes. Oh, well, you know, I've had to put three layers on and I don't think it's all that great, but thank you yeah. for being so understanding. Yeah, it's a really hard habit to break, but it's I think we're so guilty of it in this country. Totally. Yeah. But I think also, like with your career and mine, I've been very much in the spotlight mm. for different reasons. And the public can be your best friends or your worst enemies. Mm. Yeah. So do you feel like you're protecting yourself a little bit as well, maybe? Always. Yeah. Always. Mm. And I, if I have a thousand compliments, but one person says a nasty thing, I'll forget the thousand compliments. Yeah. It's always the nasty thing. Mm. I was bullied badly as a child at school, and I think that, I think you always hark back to those, yeah. to those days. Yeah. I, I used to allow myself to be bullied. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, but again... You just have to reflect and think things through and work out how to deal with them. But it's something that you are, it seems to be something you're quite conscious of now and quite aware of. Because, like, I know when we did the Capsule Fashion Show together, yeah. I mean, you looked fantastic. And I thought you would be so super confident doing that. But actually, you were really worried about doing it, weren't you? And you felt really self conscious doing it. Shaking. Yeah. Absolutely shaking. So is that something you've made a conscious conscious decision to go out there this year and f- push yourself to make yourself do that? I want to take myself out of my comfort yeah. zone completely. Yeah. Because during that um, experience with you, you said, you know, afterwards, how did you feel? Mm. I was like, wow, that was fabulous. I yeah. could have gone back and done it all again. Yes. And actually, wish I could have done and did because I'd have enjoyed it and remembered it. Yes. Yeah. I don't recall one second yeah. of that occasion mm. at all. But hopefully that will encourage you to do it again next time you're asked. Yes. And you'll have that bank in your memory that will be like, okay, I enjoyed it last time. I'm absolutely. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And yeah, because again, I always think that everyone's looking at me. Yeah, because I, and I express this to you, mm. I have wonky boobs. Mm. They are dramatically different. Mm. That's the fact. Yeah. Simple as. Yeah. With having breast cancer twice, the last course of radiotherapy really wreaked havoc on me. Mm. And I feel disfigured. I am disfigured. Mm. And I used to hide that away. Yeah. And actually now I think, why should I? Yeah. I'm alive. Mm. Who, who gives a damn? Yeah. And if somebody does give a damn, they shouldn't be looking at me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They should avert their clothes yes. instead. Yeah. And actually, by you sharing yourself and your story out there, there will be so so many other women that will be able to relate to it. I 
would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've had to deal with all of that. And then obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but unfortunately, due to the second time around cancer and other complications, I had to have an instant menopause and forced by surgery. Mm. So I've had that little thing to deal with as well. Mother Nature is mischievous. I have another word for Mother Nature, but I couldn't say it on the podcast. Mischievous is a very gentle one. Yes, yes. Yeah. She is one. But hey, so I've had all of that going through my head as well. But with with the the menopause, to be fair, that's not something I have tried to disguise and mask and hide away. Yeah. We're so much more open about it now, aren't we? We we share our symptoms with each other so much more than we used to do, and more than our parents did. Beyond doubt, beyond. And and I've actually made a bit of a a laugh and a joke about it along the way, to be fair. Uh, Because I, no doubt, if you've had similar experiences, I've tried everything. Yes, yeah. Beyond everything, yeah. The silk sheets, the silk pillowcases. The only thing I've not tried is a magnet. Oh, <laughs> don't. Not done that yet. <laughs> I attached myself once to a conveyor belt in a in Sainsbury's supermarket. Excellent. My crotch, unfortunately, <laughs> stuck via the oh, magnets. No. And yeah, did you have to slide yourself along? It was just <laughs> hysterical. It was beyond hysterical because it's such a great strength as this magnet. Yeah. Um, and again, I can't really use this on a podcast, but w- my friends came up with a name. It was Mandy's Magnetic. And I can add. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but we used to laugh and joke about it. We, you know, we've, I've tried everything. And again, I don't want to fight it. I'll just go with the yeah. journey. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. Really, I will. You can't fight it, actually. You've it's just got to accept it and take a deep breath each day and see what comes. And That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and the thinning hair isn't great. Mm. The lack of libido isn't great. Yeah. It's not, let's mm. face it. But, heck, there's a lot of positives as well. Yeah. And that's what I try to look at. And it's, it's a journey that there is an end to. Of course there with is. It. Of course there we is. We just don't know when it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't. But from my perspective, the, the, the chances of my cancer coming back, because it was estrogen fed, right. are almost down to zero. Brilliant. Because that was the fuel yeah. that was feeding. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's amazing. So that's brilliant. Yeah. You know, that, that to me is hallelujah. Yeah, that's life. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a small price to pay. Yeah, it is. Really. And, and so, yeah, so the menopause has been, yes, something that I never expected would be so horrible. Mm. But you just have this positive air about you and what I loved I found on um, the internet the other day when I was getting oh ready gosh. for this the YouTube karaoke videos that you did so I'm alright in thinking it was on the way to hospital appointments for charity you, you enlisted different right. people to come and join you in a car park car pool karaoke indeed so second time around after the tumour was removed I skipped out the hospital thinking hallelujah see you later it's all done mm. and the doctor said no come back radiotherapy we're going to have to put belts and braces on you yeah you're going to have to have this done maybe me blase oh no problem but actually when my husband took me to St James's in Leeds Mm. for my first appointment there's a revolving door and we walked in through the revolving door and when you walk into the facility it's beautiful but there's cancer yeah there's a cancer charity shop there's cancer fundraising and I saw it all in front of me and turned round and kept on going back the other way through the revolving door yeah I couldn't go in yeah and it just hit you totally mm. the reality hit me mm. 
because all my other treatments up to that date had been in hospitals locally in my, where I lived and everybody knew me. Mm. And I would laugh and joke and lift up their spirits and bait them and take them for the nurses. Yeah. But I was anonymous, nobody yeah. knew me. And I couldn't put the act on or the show. Yeah. I was now a cancer patient. Yeah. Uh, so Andrew had to come and grab me and drag me back in. And I articulated at that point, how on earth am I going to come here for a minimum three weeks back-to-back daily appointments on my own? Mm. It won't happen. Yeah. I will end up in the White Rose Shopping Centre. Mm. My car won't make it. Yeah. Just won't go there. Yeah. So Andrew said, well, you're going to have to do something whereby somebody else takes you. Mm. I will. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's the last thing I want to mm. You're too close. Mm. We're too close yeah. to this. You need to go to work and have a normal life. Yeah. So, again, I don't know where my sane ideas ever come from. Middle of the night moments. I put out an appeal on social media. Initially, it was, I'm just looking for 15 people for three weeks who could kindly drive me to St. James's Hospital. Mm. I will pay their expenses. And just keep me company. Yeah. That's how it started. Yeah. And I was inundated with people wanting to help. But then I feared some of them were strangers mm. and they would want to talk about cancer. Mm. They'd want to get to know me in the yeah. car. I didn't want to talk. Mm. I thought, I used to love karaoke, love singing, mm. can't sing, but love to sing. I wonder if I could ask them to play music yeah. and we could sing. And then I thought, why don't we video it? Because I'm due then. I can go home and say, don't worry about that man from yeah. Hull who came up with it today. Yeah. This is the man. This yeah. is what we did. This is what we sang. I was safe. Yeah. So I said, I'll video with them. Well, from that, Rachel, it just went insane. I decided I didn't just want to be driven by 15 people. I wanted to go in 15 different forms of transport mm. and so on and so forth. So succinctly, Carpool karaoke was turned into radiotherapy road trip, the James Corden mm. style. And various people took me. I went on the back of a motorbike. I love it. A vintage fire engine, a works van, a 1950s pink Cadillac with the roof down, even though it's November. I was accompanied by Billy Pierce, yeah. Gaynor Fay, oh, some, some very well-known Yorkshire folk, mm. and also complete strangers who simply cared. Yeah. And they meant the world to me, the ones yeah. that simply cared. Yeah. We videoed, we sang, we had themes, people got very competitive as the days were going by. <laughs> they then were uploaded to YouTube and shared. Oh gosh, it was insane, but what really helped me was the nursing team at Jimmy's were looking forward to who was walking in the door next. Yeah. As were the other people that were being treated. Mm. So when five Dolly Partons and Billy Pierce walked through the door <laughs> one day, dressed in wigs and, and, and everything, it was just incredible. But nobody asked me, how are you? Mm. They forgot. Mm. They actually all forgot why we were going. Yeah. And it was exactly what you wanted. It wasn't until we got there and I would say, would you like to come down to where I have my radiotherapy? Mm. The team are there. They will actually show you the equipment so you're not too worried. Yeah. And it, it educated. Yes. Yeah. 
took away the fear. Yeah. It inspired people to fundraise for yeah. the hospital. Yeah, which is brilliant. The, the knock-on knock effect on. of doing something starting so simple in your head to growing like that is fantastic it is but because then it's like the feel-good factor for the other patients that are in there it just gives everybody a boost yeah but what happened was we would sing songs on route but then you can choose your own music when you have your radio therapy right my playlist there was very sombre but nobody saw that or heard that yeah so there's a song called heaven can wait by meatloaf yes and I would have that played to me whilst I was having my radiotherapy. Mm. And that's reality. That yeah. was the hard bit. That's yeah. why I cried and cried. Yeah. But I knew I had, what, seven minutes? Mm. And those were my seven minutes yeah. to let it out, let it go. Yeah. Then I'd get back off the redeem machine, put the face back on mm. and go back outside. It all ended, the last day was a surprise. West Yorkshire Police gave me a police escort all the way down from Huddersfield as a consequence that the former Chief Superintendent Dee Collins advised that she'd like her staff to take me. She'd had breast cancer. And that was all in their free time, so it wasn't at the cost of the public. So I was driven in a beautiful big Range Rover with police bikes either side and taken as a cavalcade. You see, that... To me, it gives me back that hope of this sense of community that there really is happening out there, but it doesn't get recorded enough for the press, does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And when you walk into St James's, there's a piano which anybody can play. Mm. And it transpired that one of the policemen was a pianist. He'd lost a family member to cancer recently. Mm. And uh, when we got to the hospital, he sat and played. And Beautiful. The whole place stopped yeah. for a moment in time. Yeah. Oh, phenomenal. However, my cancer became a celebrity mm. and that day in particular there was a news crew waiting for me when I arrived it ended up on all the news channels yeah. across the UK mm. headline news mm. in some ways looking back it was phenomenal and great for inspiration mm. hope yeah. and I must have had tens of thousands tens of thousands of messages mm. All positive, yeah. But I got too negative, right? It's bound to happen. The ratio, yeah, of is, course. Yeah. But all I focused on negative was the two negative, mm. not the tens of thousands. Mm. And that to me made me realise then, Mandy, stop. Look after yourself. Yeah. This was getting silly. We were getting newspapers calling, getting somebody in America wanted me to go on the James Corden show yeah. and talk about it. Talking money. Mm. Well, you can't put a price to your house. No. And I didn't want to be paid yeah. for that. Mm. So, did a little, few little things, but really came back and said no. Reassessed where you were at there. Enough sooner. Yeah. Now I'll commentate on cancer. I'll do whatever I can. If somebody <laughs> wants me to commentate and pay, they have to make a donation to a charity. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. yeah. Which is absolutely fair enough. Indeed, yeah. it is. And my, my story is nothing compared to many. It really isn't. But no, um, if I ever get taken ill again, who knows what might happen. Yeah. yeah. Do you... Are you a planner ahead? Of, you know, do you imagine Do you imagine five years' time what you'd like to be doing? Or do you just take each day as it comes? You can't. Mm. Second yeah. time around cancer, it's difficult. To, yeah. You can have hopes and aspirations. Yeah. And desires and dreams. Mm. Plans, no. Mm. No, no. My, I infuriate my husband, um, totally infuriate him because he is a, a planner. Right. Mr. Spreadsheet. Mm. No, 
I would like to think that there'll be certain things that will I will achieve in those five years. But let's just look at today. Yeah. Yeah, definitely look at today. Well, you do. I can, from, from this conversation, I can understand more about why you do feel so much into one day, every day. Because <laughs> you really do. And I completely admire that because you just... You're just embracing life, aren't you? I'm winging it. Yes. Well, that's the last thing I was going to talk to you about, the Winging It Up Club. So I've seen you on Instagram with the badge that's that right. you've been passing around that says Winging It. And what's the story behind that? Okay, so, yeah, um, I've, I have wung it for far too many years mm. and expected others to wing it with me. Mm. I really have done. Mm. Been like, Come on, guys, I've got a say in the idea. Let's do this. Yeah. Come and, come and join the journey. And they have. Uh, always no not always that's unfair of me mainly mm. women right mainly yeah and um, I've done a lot of work with uh, Kim Lidbeater Joe yeah. sister yeah. and what have you and, and met some phenomenal ladies on that journey who, who wing it really well yeah they really do and uh, again I saw a little pin badge that is um, made locally and I like to shop local buy yeah. local support local and ordered one on, on Etsy, it was. And it just came through. Angel wings with a pink heart winging it. And I thought, wow, I love this. Mm. I'll, I'll order a couple more. Then I ordered a couple more and a couple more and so on and so forth. And I thought, I'd like to form a winging it club and gift these. Make honorary members mm. of the club. Mm. They won't know who, who the other members are yet, but they will one day. Right. These are women who've won it, who've inspired me. Mm. And I've awarded them their wings. Mm. And it's That's been... such a lovely thing to do. Thank you. I mean, the pin badge is pennies. It's not... Yes, but it's the gesture, isn't it? It's the thought. Uh, yeah. It's, it's having so. somebody else saying, I can see what you're doing, I can see where you're at and what you've been through and what you've done. Yes. And I recognise that. Yeah. And then what I'll probably do, my hope is, at some point, when, the, when it feels right, the members will all be invited somewhere mm. to meet each other. Yeah. And, and we'll have a celebration of, of womanhood mm. and empowerment, yeah. girls doing it together. Yeah. And, and not to say there won't be a man in there, mm. but I won't give them willy-nilly. Mm. There's got to be a really good reason for yeah. me to do it, really. There's no race. It doesn't mm. have to be done no. instantly. Uh, so yeah, there's about 15 women at the moment in Yorkshire. That's so nice. What a lovely thing to do. Well, thank yeah. you. And who knows where that will go? It may not go anywhere. But yeah, exactly. It doesn't have it doesn't to, have does to. it? If it does, then you'll you'll see where it takes you. Yeah. But if it doesn't, you're just doing this. It makes you feel good. It makes other people feel amazing. Yeah. That's right. I think so. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, I I like to give, mm. and it doesn't have to be grand gestures. No, it's the gift of a smile or the gift of joy. Yeah. And when Dad had his last few hours, I made a promise to Dad that every day I would do a random act of kindness, because mm. Dad was kind. Mm. And how that's going to look and feel, it may be a, a pin badge, yeah. or it may just be a, how are you today? Yeah. We forget to ask. Yeah, we do. And I think this is a really timely reminder, especially considering what we're going on here with the virus and everything, that we do all have to look out for each other and be kind to each other. We do. And you are definitely the epitome of that. No. You know, you really are. Um, I don't see that. It's um, blown away by everything that you do and your attitude is fantastic. Bless you. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you. So, last three questions, oh. which I know is a really hard one. Did you have, do you have a favourite piece of music or song that really motivates 
motivates you. Okay, yeah, I do actually. Don't stop me now, by yes. Queen. It yeah. has to be that one. It's, yeah, it's, it's that's my song. It always yeah. has been, always will be. Right. And what about a book that's inspired you? I think I've referenced it to be fair. And, yeah. And, and it's the, the F Star Star. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it just. I don't do much reading, to be fair with you. Uh, I need to read more. But Is that because you find it hard to switch your mind off? Oh, completely. Mm. I hear people take books to bed. and, and, yeah. and I wish I could, but I simply cannot. Mm. If I take anything to bed, it's an action plan for the next yeah. day. A list mm. of things to do. Yeah. So I need to read more. Yeah. yeah. I must admit, I'm the same because I, I think my brain is just constantly thinking about different ideas yeah. all the time. From the minute I wake up to the last thing at night. But I have started to read more. And it for me, it is the one thing that makes me switch off. It That's forces me to just, sit, even if it's for 15 minutes, just to relax. No, I need brain. to do more. I yeah. do. I, I, and also, I suppose it has to be the right space in which you read. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm too nosy, if not, I'm mm. peeking over the cover all the time. So you know, See what's going yeah. on. <laughs> and who inspires you? Crikey, who inspires me? I've got to say, Kim Ledbetter really, mm. really, really inspires me. Yeah. She's the most phenomenal woman who I'm absolutely blessed to know and have supported and, and worked alongside mm. since her, her sister passed away so tragically, Joe Cox, the MP. Yeah. I should have been with Kim that very day that the tragedy happened. Mm. Watching an England football match, we were scheduled to meet each other and it didn't happen. I've spent time in Kim's company on a charity bike ride that we've done and all sorts of other projects. Not as much now of late, since Dad was taken ill and passed away. I, yeah. I've not had the time to. But Kim, how Kim gets through every day is beyond me. Mm. But she is a powerhouse of a northern woman, mm. and yeah, she's the lady that I hold in, in esteem. Fabulous. Well, I shall put her details on the show notes as well at the end. So, to keep up to date with everything Mandy gets up to, and there's a lot, you can follow her over on Instagram at charity Mrs. T, Twitter at charity underscore angels, and Facebook charity angels UK. And I have to say, this is the first time I've recorded an interview in such a glamorous setting. So, today we're visiting Dakota Hotel in Leeds. So, I'd like to say thank you to them for being so accommodating because it's so beautiful in here and we've got nice background music I'll be back next week with another inspiring guest so keep an eye out during the week to find out who's in the spotlight next and please feel free to share with any of your friends as I'd love to be able to share these women's stories with so many women because I think their stories are really inspiring and hopefully will help others um, that might be able to relate to it so see you next week and I can't thank you enough Monday it's just been so lovely to get to know you better and to find out everything that you're doing and I look forward to following your journey and seeing what's next <laughs> sky's the limit yes it is thank you very much pleasure thank you for listening to this week's out of the bubble and I hope it's left you feeling inspired I'd love to hear from you who inspires you and why please get in touch you can contact me via my website rachelperumodel.com or leave a message on the anchor app and if you're listening via iTunes don't forget you can leave feedback. In the meantime, keep being fabulous. <laughs>